Welcome to Junior L's and Now What, episode 142, interlude episode 42.5. I love it when a number ends with 42. I know we've talked about this before, but I am currently 42, and you know, according to Douglas Adams, it is the ultimate answer to the or the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. So how can you not like things that have a 42 in them? I'm just saying. So um, this is the beginning of the fourth we'll just call it chapter, of this five-chapter series that I've been doing on uh, failure, for lack of a better word. Failure, falling, you know, getting broken, and other various things. This one is going to be focusing on um, how to measure, and, and not how to measure how far you've fallen, but more from the standpoint of uh, how do you help yourself understand that you're succeeding? And I'll get more into that in the next episode, um, but this is the beginning of it. So as with most of my interludes, there's a couple of just kind of self-thoughts that I'm going to get out there. So we're going to start stepping through those. Uh, from an events standpoint, we finally saw Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, you know, it was fun. Uh, I know it got some flack probably because it didn't take itself very seriously. And you know what? I'm totally good with that. Sometimes you just need a good laugh. And frankly, I love a good laugh. And the third Thor movie I thought was better. But you know what? Um, you still can't beat a good, hearty you know, just deep in the soul laughter. And I felt like I was able to do that quite a few times in the movie. So that was enjoyable. Um, I'm also really excited that the third season of Lego Masters has started. Uh, we just watched the first episode and, uh, you know, it was it was enjoyable. Um, I, from a personal note, uh, from the time I was a little kid, uh, Legos have always been my, um, let's call it my safety net. Uh, I can always sit down and do Legos. And I've been that way my entire life. Even after I got married, I got my first Lego set, and my wife looked at me like, really? And, uh, you know, she lived in a household where Legos weren't quite the thing, and so I'm sure it's going to take some adapting or has taken some adapting. But all three of my kids are into it. I'm really into it. We've done a lot of Lego-centric things from visiting, like, uh, some of the various Lego lands around the country and certainly had our fair share of visits to the Lego store itself, uh, whether online or in person. And I love, love, love Legos. So one of the things that I did ever since I was little was I saved every single instruction from every Lego set I've ever had. And um, not to say every Lego itself has survived from the time I was a kid, but most of them have. And so I am going through and sorting them by color and to some extent by size. Now, this is not one of those things where I'm doing it just, you know, for the sake of it. This is actually, there's a, a rhyme behind the reason, and that is I'm going to go through those instructions and build them uh, because we're trying to do some shifts to the way some of this stuff is organized in our house. And actually having an idea of how much space fully assembled Legos will put, will be, uh, will help us as we're organizing this. And this is not a trivial matter. This is going to take time, but it was fun watching Lego Masters while sorting Legos. I have to say, it was epic. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to do more and more of that. Um, Splatoon 3 has come out. Uh, I have yet taken the opportunity to play it, but I am very excited, and my kids all have played it, and it's just a fantastic game, so uh, yeah, I encourage that. Um, something I don't think I've shared, I've gone through my notes to verify this, because it's, it's, it's potentially gory, but on the same token, I found it fascinating. Um, I have very strange uh, physical habits when it comes to um, my willingness to endure pain. 
Uh, I won't go into all the details of all the stupid things that I have done. Um, I think I've mentioned once I put my hand in a cactus and had to rip the quills out uh, and things of that nature. Well, uh, when our, we went on our annual fishing trip, uh, you know, if any of you have ever fished before, especially if you've fished with hooks that have barbs on the end, you're always warned that if you ever have a situation where you push a hook or, or a hook gets stuck in your body, the goal is to try to get it out before the barb gets in. Uh, because once that barb is in, uh, there's only a handful of ways of getting it back out, one of which is pushing it all the way through and then cutting off the hook and then removing it from your finger. I've been fishing since I was a little kid, so as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm 42. And I have had that rare opportunity when we went on our recent fishing trip. Um, it was a combination of kind of perfect events. The boat was moving. Um, one of my kids needed help with one of his fishing hooks. I happened to catch a fish uh, at the exact same time. So I jerked my body to one side and I just happened to pull that hook perfectly through my finger. And I mean through, um, barb and all. So uh, I had to do the rather exciting and not too pleasurable activity of forcing that hook back through my finger or all the way through my finger. Uh, so that we could cut it off. And it was a combined effort, you know. I mean, I, I did the whole making sure that I went to the doctor uh, afterwards, get into a tetanus shot and all that jazz. Um, props to my oldest son. He he, uh, he helps me to keep it all sanitized and everything so that I didn't get infected. And as far as I can tell, everything is on the, on, on the up and up. Um, the sad thing is I didn't get a good picture of it. I know I, what you're thinking to yourself, you fool, you should have gotten a picture of it. But I tried, but uh, it doesn't really show the true impact and the glory of having a hook jammed through your finger. So uh, just so you know, it, it's doable. Um, okay, so speaking of doable and you know being around fish and, and animals and the like, uh, one of the deep thoughts that has been going through my mind, um, and this was triggered because of a thought I had and a thought that somebody had in a conversation that I was around recently. And the thought that uh, that I had was, what separates us from our animal kin? Uh, and I've already talked a little bit about this, but I'm going to take it to a slightly different level. And that is um, the ability to choose versus the inability to choose. Meaning, if um, you know the dog that uh, we have, uh, if God commanded our dog to do anything, the dog would not hesitate. The dog would do exactly as God commanded, even though the dog won't listening to me. Um, and, and when we talk about the natural animal, that is the natural animal. The natural animal is, I will do God's bidding, end of story. Now, uh, God has left them to, to do their, their thing here, um, to, to fulfill their intended purpose in this mortality. I know there's better wording than that. Uh, but, um, but needless to say, our, as humans, natural tendency is to not do as God's will. And therefore, that's why we're told to not be the natural man or to, to, to try to break away from being the natural man. Well, during a conversation that was ha had recently, there was an individual who spoke up and said that, you know, if, if God wanted to command us to do something, he could. And that actually really bothered me. And so perhaps I'm, I'm about to go down a sacrilegious direction. But if we all think back to uh, when we're taught, if assuming you've been taught about the plan of salvation and God's plan prior to this mortality, so we're talking pre-existence here, uh, there were two plans presented. One of them by our Savior, which was uh, everyone will have freedom to choose and there will be a Savior and there will be an atonement. And based off of, you know, faith and actions and other various things will deduce what happens to you after this mortality and glory be to God. 
And then um, our, you know, brother, Lucifer, uh, who I've referred to often as the adversarium, he had his own plan. And his plan was save everyone. No choices. And uh, obviously his plan failed because we're here and we have choices. Um, hence why you hear about the one third of hosts of heaven that were kicked out and, the, you know, the, the falling star and what have you. Well, the comment that this individual made about God being able to force us to do something, I feel is actually contrary to God's plan. This goes back to um, and when we read about in 2 Nephi or in the New Testament, uh, when it talks about when Christ being baptized, why was he baptized? Well, one of the reasons why he's baptized is because it's a commandment. So we have to ask ourselves the question, would God cease to be God? if he didn't follow his own commandments? And I would argue the answer to that question is yes. Now, would God not follow his own commandments? Could he become God if he wasn't going to follow his own commandments? Now, that's that's another philosophical question for another time. But um, I think it's worth pondering this idea that um, could God do something that is contrary to the plan of salvation? And I would argue the answer is no. And so uh, when we say God is omniscient and omnipotent, meaning all-powerful and all-knowing, does all-powerful mean he can do anything? Or does it mean he can do anything within the bounds of godly laws? And I would argue that that is the case because that is largely what defines God is the laws itself. Um, when we talk about the laws of physics and the laws of mathematics, if those could change, what would be the point of learning? There has to be some absolutes out there. Um, we wouldn't grow if there wasn't some kind of base or foundation to grow off of. So um, there we go. I have vented. I feel better now. So moving away from that into the uh, the interlude scripture that I like to read, um, this goes back to this beginning of this chapter four idea and uh, of this this section. And I'm going to read from the Book of Mormon, the Book of Omni, chapter 1, verse 17. And uh, this is taking place where, uh, at the beginning of the Book of Mormon, Lehi and his family uh, leave Jerusalem. They travel. They eventually get on a boat. They come here to the American continent. And when they get here to the American continent, um, for all intents and purposes, they landed somewhere, as far as we can tell, in uh, central to the northern part of Central America. And uh, over time, they migrated further north and further north and further north. Uh, at least different parts of them did, especially after they fractured and became the Nephites and the Lamanites. And as this took place, they eventually bump into a group of people known as the Zarahemla, uh, or the people of Zarahemla, who um, were descendants of uh, Mulek, who was the son of Zedekiah, who was the king at the time when Lehi left. So in essence, what we're saying is two separate groups of people were commanded to leave Jerusalem at approximately the same time. Now, as far as we can tell, the people of Mulek, later known as the people of Zarahemla, went one direction, uh, west, I believe, and uh, Nephi and his people went east. And eventually both ended up in the American continent. Uh, Lehi and his family on the southern portion, uh, Mulek and his descendants on the northern portion. But there was a difference between the two, uh, quite a few differences. But this one talks about one of those very specific differences. And at the time that Mosiah discovered them, meaning the the descendants of Nephi, those that had continued to follow the gospel, they were currently being led by a king named King Mosiah. Um, He discovered the people of Zarahemla. They had become exceedingly numerous. Nevertheless, they had had many wars and serious contentions and had fallen by the sword from time to time. 
and their language had become corrupted, and they had brought no records with them, and they denied the being of their creator, and Mosiah, nor the people of Mosiah, could understand them. So I want you to ponder uh, that passage, because it'll be pretty critical to the understanding of the rest of this chapter, uh, as we talk about this, by chapter I mean this, this chapter of this section of the podcast that I'm doing, what I'm, I guess, referred to as chapter 4. Uh, okay, so top three things. It's going to be not quite top three or top five, uh, but from what I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have uh, started or been able to get access to a website that I can now use as kind of a backdrop to the podcast. And it's been awesome. I've actually really enjoyed doing it. It's helped to inspire me to record more often, which has been a wonderful thing, at least for me, hopefully for you. Um, And there's certain key things that I'm going to start putting on this podcast. Um, Something that I learned uh, quite a long time ago is it's absolutely necessary for us to laugh. But life is more than just laughter. And so I feel that it is important to have an opportunity to go somewhere where you can always find something to smile at. At work, I try to send out a daily meme or a daily joke or a daily something to those who want to hear it. And this website is obviously your choice to visit or not. That's your call. But on this, I'm planning on putting things of varying degrees of humor or positivity. Um, My family, by that I mean my extended family, uh, sister, uh, brother-in-law, parents, and so on and so forth, uh, nieces and nephews have a, a text string that has like an inspirational quote that people put on it uh, throughout the course of the days, weeks, months. I'm going to extrapolate from that and post some of those to this website. I'm also going to put memes. I've got hundreds, if not thousands of them at my disposal now. So I'll post some of those as well. Um, we have a dog who I've talked about before. He's rather cute. And so, and I like taking pictures of him. So I will post pictures of him on there too. Um, I will also put some deeper thoughts scripturally related on there. So I'll, um, it may not be the cleanest, but it'll be a picture of, or a snapshot of a, of a, a scripture and a question, uh, something to ponder. Um, and if I have other things that I'm interested in that I feel inclined to guide you to, I will. I've already put some links to some YouTube sites on there for some, some music that I really like, and that will probably continue. Um, so uh, anyways, there's that. I'm really excited for this, uh, this website and for the fact that I've been doing this podcast more regularly lately. Uh, thank you all for listening and for taking the time. I really hope this inspires you to be more positive and lifted and, um, and really think better of yourself. Uh, because at the end of the day, I try to end as many of my podcasts as I can with the idea of remembering that you're worth it. And it's true. You really genuinely are worth it. Um, as earlier, I had mentioned that the one third had, had fallen away. Um, that means that there were two thirds left and those two thirds have all had a chance or will all have a chance to be born into this mortality, which means you're part of a 66%. And, um, that means that you're, you're part of a group of people who made a right choice. So no matter how many wrong choices that you make in this, this life, no matter how many times you fall, remember that you made a right choice that one time that should give you hope that you can make right choices again. It should give me hope that I can make right choices again when I screw up. So to end this, here's a silly little thought that I read recently. It is so strange to me that people write off dreams as just another human experience. We literally go into a lucid coma for eight hours a night, slip through the veil of reality and experience inexplicably complex hallucinations and then suffer amnesia about it in the morning. I'm not sure who quoted that or who said that, but I thought it was hilarious. Smile, be happy, 
Remember you're worth it and have a spectacular rest of your day. Thanks for listening.